Hilchis Nachlis, the laws of inheritance, chapter 5. This chapter contains nine halochas dealing with cases where there is a doubt about someone's right to inherit property. Halocha Aleph, Zehaklal Beyarshim, the following law, the following general rule applies to cases of inheritance. Kol Shnei Yorshim, wherever we have two people who stand to inherit, She'echod Mehem Yorish Vadai, in which case, one of them, we are sure that he stands to inherit, Vahasheni Safek, and about the second one, we have a doubt as to whether he has a right to inherit, Ein La Safek Klum, then the one about whom there is a doubt inherits nothing. Vim Hoyu Shnehem Safek, if both of them were in doubt as to their right to inherit. That is, Shema Zehu HaYoyrish, or Shema Zehu That is, it is a case where there are two people, and we have a doubt, perhaps this one is the one who has the sole right to inherit, or perhaps the other one is. Then, HaCholkim B'Shoveh. Then the two of them divide the inheritance equally. Lefichach, because of this rule that we have mentioned, Misha Meis, if someone died, so the first rule that we had was that if one was sure and one was a doubt, the one who was in doubt inherits nothing. If the person who died, and he left over two children, one of whom was definitely a male son, and the other one was tumtum, a child whose sex was in doubt, or a child who had the organs of both sexes, either of these cases, the child is not definitely male or female, if the child were definitely male, then the two sons, there would be two sons here, and both would inherit. Here, since the child is in doubt, he might be a female, and a female does not inherit anything when there is a male son present. Therefore, the definite male son certainly stands to inherit, and the tumtum or androgynous is in doubt. In such a case, the definite son inherits everything, and the one who is in doubt inherits nothing. Because tumtum and androgynous are cases of suffix, they are cases of doubt, and where there is a doubt, the one who is in doubt inherits nothing if there are other heirs who are certainly heirs. If he left over daughters and a tumtum and androgynous, then all of them inherit equally. Because the tumtum and androgynous inherit together with the females, because if they are females, they are entitled to their share of the estate. And if they were males, they are entitled to all of the estate. And therefore, they, inher- they inherit uh, at least their share, and they have all rights as if they were one of the daughters. We have already stated in Hilchus Ishus in chapter 19, we have stated in detail, the laws concerning cases where there are sons and daughters of the deceased, concerning money that has to be set aside for their sustenance, and for their dowry, uh, when uh, the daughters are left as orphans, v'sham be'yarnu, and there we stated shehamizoynois mitnoik suva, that money has to be set aside. This is one of the stipulations of the suva that when the father dies, money is set aside from his estate to provide for the sustenance for the food 
of his daughters, even though the daughters cannot inherit his property, but his unmarried daughters have to be fed from his estate. The law there was stated that when he left over a great deal of property, more than what is needed to set aside for their sustenance, Nevertheless, even though there's a great deal of property left over, since there are sons here, the daughters inherit nothing except what is needed for their food. And the sons inherit the bulk of all the property. And the daughters are to be fed and to be provided for by, by successively one-tenth shares of the property, so that they can use this money in order to get married to their husbands. So this is done when there's a great deal of property. The sons inherit the bulk of the estate, and only a specified amount is placed aside in escrow for the daughters. However, when there's only a small amount of the property to be inherited, then, ein labonim klum, then the sons inherit nothing, everything, since there is not enough to feed the daughters, everything that is there is put aside to feed the daughters, and the sons inherit nothing. Lefichach, therefore, mishameis, if someone died, vihiniach bonim ubonis, and he left over sons and daughters, vitumtum oi androgenis, and he left over a tumtum or androgynous, that is one whose sex was in doubt, in the case where there is a great deal of property, and the sons stand to inherit, the sons inherit property, and the tumtum and androgynous do not, and the tumtum, it's our bonus, and the tumtum, they put aside and they say, go and be uh, treated like one of the daughters. Venizan Kemoisam, and all he receives is what he needs for his sustenance, just like one of the daughters. Ubizman Shanechosim Muwatim, and if there is only a small amount of property, Habonis Doiches as Hatumtum Eitzel Habonim, then the daughters take all, the entire thing for their food, and the Tumtum does not get a share of it, because the Tumtum say to him, that the daughters say to the Tumtum, you are a male. And you go inherit with the sons who are inheriting nothing. They say to him, Zacharata, you're a male. And you cannot uh, inherit for your sustenance among us. You can only inherit what the sons are inheriting, which in this case is nothing. A woman whose husband died, and she did not wait three months before she remarried, before she married another husband, when they say she got married, the Yolda Bain, and then she gave birth to a son, the Ein Yodua, and we do not know in Ben Ben if this was a nine-month pregnancy and the son is a child of the first husband, or it was a seven-month pregnancy and the child is the son of the second husband. This son can inherit the property of neither one of the husbands because he's in doubt. And the uh, other sons of the first husband can push him off to the second husband and the other sons of the second husband push him off to the first husband and he inherits from neither estate. And if this son now dies, who inherits his property? Shnehem, Yershim, Oisai, Then, both of 
the, uh, the, the, the children of both of these fathers inherit him, since it's in doubt as to which house he belongs to, both inherit him, and they divide it equally. Because both of them are in doubt. Perhaps this one was his father, or perhaps this one was his father. And the second rule that we learned in Halacha Aleph was that if they are both in doubt, then they inherit and share it equally. Halacha Dalit, Yevama, Shaloshah Yabma, a Yevama, a woman whose husband died without any children, and she did not wait three months, but she married her husband's brother, and uh, she, uh, under the law of Yibum, within the three months, the Yolda Bain, and then she gave birth to a son, the Enyoidua, and we do not know, here again we have a doubt whether this son is a son of the first husband under a nine month pregnancy, or he's a son of the second husband under a seven month pregnancy. Now, this child, who is in doubt as to who his father was, he says, Shema ben Hamesani, perhaps I am the son of the dead brother, that is the first husband, the Irashas Nixe Ovi Kulam, and I will inherit my father's entire property, since my father left me over as a son. The Einataroi Leyabi Moisa, and you, that is the Yavam, the second husband, you are, are not permitted to have performed the Yibum since my father left over a son, and since my father did not, not die childless, his widow could not marry his brother, and my mother is not, in fact, eligible for Yibum. And I am uh, the son of her first husband, and I inherit his entire estate. But the Yavam claims, no, no, my brother died childless, and perhaps you are my son, the Imcharuya Yavam, and your mother should have indeed married a Yavam because you, because her first husband did die childless. And you inherit nothing from my uh, brother's estate because my brother left over no children. You are not his child, and you. And I am to inherit it, since the law is, as we have learned, that the Yavam inherits the estate of his dead brother. So the law is, Since the Yavam is also in doubt, the son is in doubt as to whether he's a son of the first husband. And the Yavam is in doubt as to whether he properly made a Yibam or not. Shema Yavam Hu Ayena Yavam. Perhaps he is a Yavam, perhaps he is not a Yavam. That is, perhaps his brother left over a son, perhaps he didn't. Choilkim Bishava, since both the Yavam and the son are in doubt, so according to the rule that we learned, the property is split equally between the two of them. The Chain Din Zeha Sophic in Beneha Yavam And similarly, the law will apply. If the Yavam himself has died in the meanwhile, this doubtful Yavam, if he has died in the meanwhile, and now his sons want to inherit the property that he stood to inherit from his dead brother, and the son, this doubtful son, also wants to inherit that property. So, in this case also, the sons of the Yavam would inherit only if, the Yavam had properly performed the Yibum, and this doubtful son were also his son, the doubtful son stands to inherit, 
only if the Yibam was improper and he was, in fact, the son of the dead brother. In this case, Choyokim B'Shoveh, they divide it equally. That is, Hasofik, this doubtful son, Noitel Mechza, he takes half of the property. Uvenei Hayovam Mechza, and the, those who are definitely sons of the Yovam, they take the other half and divide it among themselves. Meis Hayovam, Acha Shecholakim Zehasofik, if the Yovam died after he had already divided the property with this doubtful son, as we learned in just before the previous case, Ubo B'nei Hayovam, and now the sons of the Yovam, Haruim Lira Shaviham, that is, who are definite sons of their father, and definitely stand to inherit their father's property. And they wanted to inherit his property. Even though this doubtful son could also say, If I am your brother, If I am your brother, that is, I am the son of the Yavam, give me my share of the inheritance of this Yavam, of my father. And if I am not your brother, then you are admitting that I am the son of the dead brother, of the first dead brother, and therefore what the other half that your father took because of the doubt actually belonged all to me. Give it back to me. However, even though he could argue this way, the law is that this doubtful son inherits nothing of the property of the Yavam, who is the father of these children, and he cannot recover anything from them, because in concerning inheriting property from this Yavam, he is a doubt, and they are definite. In this same case, where we had the Yavam, and we had the son who was doubtful whether he was the son of the first brother, or he was the son of the Yavam, and now the father of the Yavam and the dead brother has died. And now they want to divide the estate of this father. In such a case, the Yavam is definitely a son of that father. This doubtful son. The law is, if he is the son of the dead son, then he should inherit half of the property of that grandfather. He should inherit his father's share, the dead brother's share of the property of that grandfather. And this Yavam gets the other half. However, if this doubtful son is the son of the Yavam, he inherits nothing because the dead brother left over no children and the entire property therefore is inherited by the live brother. And this doubtful son is only a grandson and inherits nothing since he's the son of a living son. And therefore, since one is definite and one is in doubt, Hayavam Yoyrish the definite Yavam, who is definitely a son, inherits, the Yitcha HaSofik, and he pushes aside this Sofik, and he inherits nothing. If the Yavam left over two definite sons, and then the Yavam died, so he had two definite sons, and one doubtful son, this doubtful son says, Ani Ben Hames, V'yeshli Mechza, V'lishneichem Mechza, I am the son of the original brother who died, and I stand to inherit now his full share of my grandfather's property, that is, 
one half of the property, and you two are sons of the Yavam, of the other brother, and you stand to inherit half the property. But these two sons say, no, you are our brother, the son of the Yavam. And therefore, and since we are three brothers, all of whom inherit from the one son that was left over, you only get your one-third share of the property of our grandfather. Then the law is as follows, the half of the property that he admits that they get in any case, they take it. And the one-third of the property that they admit that he gets, Neutel, he takes that third. Therefore, we are left with one-sixth of the property, Hashtus Hanishar, since we've already divided half plus a third is five-sixths, we are left with one-sixth of the property, and the one-sixth that's left over, this is divided equally, he takes half of it, and the two other, and those two brothers take half of it, which they divide equally. Now, if the case is that this Suffolk died, this child, whom's son we are, in doubt, we are in doubt about whose son he is, he died. Now the Yovam says, Shema Benihu, Vani Roshenu. I am his, uh, he was my son, I am his father, and I should inherit him. And the Yovam's father says, Shema Ben Benihamesu, maybe he is the son of my dead son, Vani Roshenu, and I inherit him according to the rules that we learned in Perik Aleph. Then they divide it equally. Now here we have a clause which is not found in all printed editions. It says, If the Yavam died, and in this case, the doubtful son says, I am his son, and I should inherit him. And the Yavam's father says, Maybe you are the son of my other Son, the one who died first, and this person who just died, this Yavam who died, is your father's brother, and you don't stand to inherit him because he left over a father, and why should inherit him? In such a case also, they divide it equally, because since in the cases that we have just mentioned, both are have a claim which is in doubt, as to which claim is the legitimate one, we follow the rule that it's divided equally. Someone who was in a house and the house collapsed upon him and his wife. And, then, and both were found dead and we do not know if we do not know if the wife died first. If the wife died first, her husband inherited her and then when he died, it turns out that the husband's heirs Yershim Kol Nechoseho inherit all of her property. Oi, or perhaps Habal Meistchila, perhaps the husband died first. And therefore the, her property was never inherited by the husband. And it turns out that the woman's heirs from her father's family inherit all her property. What is the law? Then the property, which is called Nichsei Maloig, we learned the details of such property in Hilchas Ishes, the property for which the husband had not taken responsibility to make it good and was to be returned 
to the wife as is, such property, since the husband never undertook any responsibility for it, it's considered to have belonged to the wife all the time. So this is left, since it's considered to have belonged to the wife and never actually came into the possession of the husband, so this remains uh, under this same supposition that it belongs to the wife and the heirs of the wife inherit that. Vahaksuba, the money that was set aside for her ksuba, Iker, that is the main part of the ksuba, the 100 or 200 zuz, Vahatoisves, and any additional ksuba that he had voluntarily given her. Becheskas Yorshe Habal, since she could not stand to receive this unless it were proved that she had that he had died first and she could not prove this in this case therefore it remains with the heirs of the husband the the property which the husband had undertook to, to undertaken to make good and therefore it's under the responsibility of the husband but not actually the property of the husband the tales of this were also learned in Hilchas Ishes the law in that case is the heirs of the wife take half of it and the heirs of the husband take half of it however if the house collapsed not on a husband and wife but on a son and his mother and now the doubt is if the mother died first, the husband inherited, the son inherited all the property and his heirs take it. And if the son died first and the mother left over, no husband or other children, then her heirs from her father's family inherit it. The law is as follows. Since it cannot be proved that the mother died first, all of the property, since the mother was in full possession of her property, we're talking about a case where she was a widow, and since she was in full possession of her property, all of the property of the mother are assumed to belong to the, to the heirs of the mother. Shehem Yershem Vadoim. Because they are definite heirs. Avul Yershem Haben But the heirs of the son are doubtful as to whether they're heirs. Shemes Haben Chila. Because if the husband died first, then his half-brothers on the father's side can inherit nothing, as we stated previously in the early chapters of these halachas. If the house collapsed on a man and on his daughter's son, and if the father died first, then ben yirashenu. We're talking about the case where his daughter has died already. So the son of this daughter would inherit him. And therefore it turns out that the property belongs to the heirs of the son. If, however, the son of his daughter died first, then a son cannot... En- inherit his mother after he is dead as we've already stated in chapter 1 halacha yud gimel therefore it turns out and in such a case the property would belong to the heirs of the father and since both are doubts here therefore therefore they divide it equally 
ben Habas, the heirs of the father and the heirs of this granddaughter, uh, of this grandson, divided equally. V'chein im nishbaha of umeiz ben bitoi ba Medina. Similarly, if a father was kidnapped and he died while he was in captivity, umeiz ben bitoi ba Medina, and his daughter's son died here in this country, or the son was kidnapped, and umeis avi imoy ba Medina, and the uh, mother's father died here in the country. And in either case, we don't know who died first, the uh, grandfather or the grandson. The heirs of the father and the heirs of the daughter's son, in either case, uh, inherit and uh, divide it equally among them. If the house collapsed on a person and on his father, or or other people from whom he would inherit, the all of Suvas Isha Ubalichoiv, and this person uh, upon whom the house collapsed, he had a Ksuvas Isha, he owed when uh, upon his death uh, the Ksuva of his wife, Ubalichoiv, and he owed debts to other creditors, Yorsheha of Omrim, the heirs of the father say, Mais Haben Khila. The son died first. The and he left over no property, and he inherited no property since he died first. And the debts are all lost because there's nowhere to collect them from. But the creditors say, no, the father died first. And the son inherited him. And then he dies. And we can collect our debts from his share of the inheritance. In such case, since the claim of the creditors is in doubt, and the claim of the heirs is definite, since they definitely are heirs here, the heir, therefore the property is assumed to continue to belong to the heirs. Because the woman and the... Uh, other creditors want to extract money that we know belongs to heirs, and therefore they would have to bring a proof. And if they cannot prove that the father had died first, then they have to go away without satisfying their claim. They get nothing. The law that we have learned here concerning these people who died because the house collapsed, or if they drowned in the uh, sea, or they fell into a fire, or they died on the same day, and one was in this country, one was in another country, and we don't know which one died first, all these cases follow the same rules, because in all of these examples, and all similar examples, we don't know who died first, and it's not necessarily a collapsed house, but any case where we don't know which one died first.